0: And a junkie, I just dropped a lot, ayy And I dropped a lot, ayy And I dropped a lot, ayy Immediately throwing the towel, see? When it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I'll be willing and dealing. If I meet a trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy.
1: good morning good afternoon good evening whenever wherever you're listening to this dynasty junkies episode 41 this voice i'm sure doesn't sound super familiar i am not rocky petrella i am not dustin church i am the new co-host scott sidlow and tonight part of the dap network if you will dynasty junkies we are having the man, the myth, the legend, everyone's favorite Irishman, John McLean, at John mclinn seventy five. John, say hello to the people.
2: Hello, thanks for having me on here. I listened to last week's uh, Ryan McDonald episode with you and Rocky. We had some great conversation. Uh, as a guy who likes to commission some leagues, that guy's my hero. So uh, I can't follow up anything you know better than you guys did last week, but I'll do my best to kind of contribute today.
1: Oh man, it's tough to follow up an OG like that, right? So you know, OG. whatever. We'll, we'll do our best, you know. Um, yeah. So you are uh on goat district now, I believe. Is that the new new thing you got going on?
2: Yeah, I do my own podcast. Uh, It's part of the Go District with JD and Dan. They run it, and I call it the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast. It's not quite as serious as other commissioner shows, but we ask a bunch of personal questions, get to know the guests, talk about current events, some rumors around the league. Then we talk to my guests about the favorite settings and league types, uh, things like that, that they would uh, like their commissioner to do or improve it to make their leagues better. And and then we we just take a team that somebody submits – I'm part of like 13 leagues, so there's 100 million teams to choose from or some are submitted from online. And then um, we just talk about if it's a rebuild, remodel and what trades you can do to to trade for draft picks. If you want to, you know, try and rebuild or what you can do to try and for win now players and, you know, just give some ideas on how to improve your team or tear it down. And, you know, it makes for a fun conversation. It's, you know, there's a lot of serious podcasts out there and those guys who were, you know, in these kitchen sink leagues that you guys were talking about last week that are, you know, 100% salary cap and years of <laughs> service and everything else like that. No, thank you. I, I like having fun. It's not my job. Is this is my hobby and that this is my favorite hobby. Best thing to do. And and uh, this is I just like to have fun. I'm uh, having J- Tyler Justin Carp on in a couple weeks when I get back from vacation. And uh, you know, just I find fun people on the internet and hopefully they come out with me. And most of them had said yes so far. Thank goodness. And hopefully the rest of people more people just jump on and have a good time.
1: That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, I've been listening to the Goat District guys for a long time. So, um, J.D., actually, I'm in, um, I believe, uh, the Trade Addicts uh, League I'm in, J.D. is in. So, I'm sure we'll be uh, crossing paths here real soon. Um, but, yeah, it's funny you bring up, like, Kitchen Sink, because I was going to ask you if you get, like, a lot of questions about leagues like that or, you know, if people are like, how do we set up our contracts and stuff? i like, I don't know. I'm in 40 leagues. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those are uh, – t- I mean, I could – I'm not an MFL guy. I'm a sleeper guy, and that's on purpose because, you know, I, I love MFL, but a lot of, like, beginner players, a lot of guys I have in most of my new leagues I start are redraft guys who just got in Dynasty a year or two ago, and they've been with ESPN or Yahoo or, you know, things like that. They don't even – when they go on MFL, they're like, what is going on here? It's like a spaceship, you know, for them. They're, it's, it, they don't know where to go, where to navigate. You really have to give MFL a chance, though, because after a year, being a commissioner on MFL, like I say all the time, it's like having a 16 pack of as a, you know, a commissioner. And then you go to MFL and you have like the 160, the big thing with the, with the sharpener on the back, the head breath of school and everybody's like, Ooh, ah, Oh, there's so many settings and, Bonuses. I set my leagues up so there's like 180 to 158, you know, 200 points a week. You know, I love scoring. I love bonuses. I love all the tiers and tier catches and bonus for long runs, long touchdowns. You know, who's got the biggest shoe size gets an extra two two points. You know, I I love all that (laughs) stuff. So it just makes it interesting. Nobody wants to win seven to six. I've been in those leagues before where it's only been six to nothing or it's nothing but touchdowns and field goals, you know, back in the 90s when. It was, you'd score, you literally win you know, eight to seven because somebody got an extra point or something, you know, is those leagues are so boring. <laughs> I, I like scoring.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the point, right? Like it is fantasy football. So, I mean, it doesn't have to mimic the game perfectly. Like let's score some points. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, <laughs> that's crazy. And no, it, you're, you're exactly right. Like uh, I think we have a similar mindset and, um, as far as like being like ambassadors for the game of Dynasty, and so like my, uh, I, I brought in basically my home league like 15 years of redraft guys. Right. And, and a couple of them had made the transition to dynasty. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to start a dynasty league and we'll see how it goes. And I, I prefer MFL just because like everything's on there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's, it's easier, whatever. So I started it on MFL and we did our startup draft, which was, one guy couldn't figure out how to draft the entire time. <laughs> so that was fun. He basically got auto drafted. And then um we went and in, like nearly an entire calendar year without a trade. So it's like how, what dynasty league have you ever heard of with that? You know? And so it was like, okay, I'm going to have to make some sort of move here to figure out what we knew. So we ended up replacing a couple guys. We switched over to sleeper and now the league's off and rolling and we're heading into uh year four now. So, I mean, it's, you're, you're exactly right. When you're trying to make that transition, uh I think sleeper kind of lends itself. Plus the way they built in the chat and everything. I mean, I think, Right, You know, it, it's far more user friendly, but at the same time, I mean, I use the MFL app all day, every day, and I have no issues with it. So I don't, I don't know what people's problem is, but that's I, fine.
2: I think the biggest problem when you transition to these leagues that were redraft to dynasty before is when redraft, you know, what like week four, week five, week six, you start creeping to the halfway point of the season at that point in time, everybody knows. All right. I'm out, you know, this is it. I'm already, I'm even though I'm the high point scorer, I'm 0-6 already, or, hey, I lost every game by 100 points, or my team is just absolutely terrible, so I don't care. I'm going to just try and sell, you know, j- just uh, get whatever I can for, you know, let, let one of these let one of these contenders try and trade me everything for, so I can win maybe for a couple weeks, or, you know, hey, give me a pizza and a case of beer, and I'll give you, uh, you know, whoever, Saquon Barkley or something, you know, whatever happens in, behind the scenes. But, you know, that's there's always that transition. When you start a new dynasty league, it takes people – they know that they're in it. For, they're in it to win it. Now it's going to take two or three years to build up. Nobody really knows the value of their players in dynasty until they get a couple. They get their feet wet. Like my leagues always start off where it's like usually 25 guys year one, and then year two it jumps up to 30 because you're importing a five five round rookie draft, so that your lead roster expands to 30 players, and then usually around year three. We'll implement a taxi squad. So then you're you'll have 30 players, and then a five-man taxi squad, and then it's not going to grow much more than that. it'll probably never be more than a five-man taxi squad with 10, you know, unlimited. Now it's unlimited IR players because of COVID last year. I think everybody learned a lesson about that stuff. But um, you know, you got every year we have a rules meeting. Uh, most all my leagues are live. I don't. The only non-live league I'm in is the Fishbowl, I've been in it for four years in a row. It's the only one that I'm actually on computer with. Um, all the rest of them are all in person, so it's nice to meet up, talk about it. We'll we'll, we'll have a lottery you know you'll be there you're in one of the leagues where we have a uh we'll be we'll be doing a draft pick determination with i actually have a lot of ball machine and you know we'll uh awesome we'll yeah we'll do all that stuff to determine where the picks are coming from and we'll talk about we'll we'll go come over to rules and say you guys talked about this during the season what do you want to do we'll vote out in person and i'll i'll amend the rule book as we go and then that's it and whoever wins the loser bracket gets to pick the you know the rules space and then whoever wins the league gets to pick the actual rookie draft location for you know that's one of the perks of winning you get to have your home court so that's cool about the home league stuff
1: yeah that's taking it to a whole nother level i love that that you know we hear of so many leagues that are you know random facebook group or twitter leagues or whatever and like you're doing the real deal like live in person. So uh, when you had invited me to that league and you're like, yeah, and we actually meet up and do the the draft and everything, I was like, what? That is amazing. (laughs) Yes, I am in. And then of course I I had a baby, so uh, I couldn't make it last year, but I am very much looking forward to it this year. I think it will be, um, it'll just bring a whole different dimension to it. And the whole lottery thing, I actually hadn't been a fan of what I've seen of that in the past, but the way that you have it set up does make sense. And the fact that you do it in person is just, that's so much fun. Like I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. And maybe cause I have three of the top six picks that might be why it's, it's going to be so much fun, but uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, see how that plays out. So that's, that's very cool.
2: Yeah. Just a glimpse in the future for what most people are, what we're talking about here is our, our teams go by max points for our, our uh, placement. So if it doesn't matter how bad your team is, how, how good your team is, how, whatever, if you if you're in the losing, if you we have divisions and then it's four division winners. There's four divisions. So you have four division winners get actual playoff spots. Then the two highest scores get the last for just points for get the last two spots, and then anybody else who did not make the playoffs goes in the losers bracket. So out of losers bracket, whoever had the least amount of max points for gets uh, the most lottery balls. I think it ends up being 42 lottery balls for the first for the least max points. It makes it fair. You know, but it's not guaranteed that nobody's going to tank, or you can't uh, just sell your team away because you could get lucky and still win with some. And you're, you're everybody's building for the future, so you can't get rid of everybody. But uh, yeah, so you're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, like you said, three of the top six chances to uh, win. And uh, you know, good luck to you. You got, you got a couple players from mine already that I shouldn't have got rid of, but <laughs> I got, you know, right when Josh Allen was, uh, I thought he was gonna his first year or two. He, I'm like, this guy's never going to pan out. I'm going to try and get rid of him for whatever. Then you got me last year when Dak got hurt. I was trying to go for a championship, and you sold on me for, I think it was Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I'm like, all right, Dak's hurt. Who knows what's going on? This is last year of his contract. He could end up with the Jets next year. I'm going to try and get rid of him. Now you got Josh Allen and Dak Prescott, your two starting quarterbacks in a Superflex league. I'm like, son of a biscuit. But
1: let's be honest, that kind of went the other way so easily. I got yeah. really lucky there. I mean, I was not a Josh Allen guy at all, but the you know, fact that I took over a roster that literally had – I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jarrett Stidham. Um, yeah, no, basically nothing at quarterback. And uh, you just can't do that in a super flex league. So that's kind of opposite my philosophy. So I had I had kind of a, a tough year on being really patient because it's hard to be patient. Uh, but I I kind of stuck it out and uh, hung in there. And I, now I've got these top picks. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that lottery. And uh, I love the setup too. So I think you having that experience and background definitely lends to I'm sure your podcast um, is going to just take off the more, the more that you more traction you gain just because it's so hard. You, you just nailed it. Like everybody's trying to explain max points and max PF and all this stuff. And everybody's gets so confused about that. And you just were like, this is what it is. This is how it works. Boom. And like, I, I don't think I've ever heard a simpler explanation. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm definitely, uh, I try to, I, I do a very similar setup with my leagues, usually with the four divisions um, and the top four. And that just because it, it does lend a little bit of like an ode to the NFL to say like, yeah, I mean, you still got to win your division you still got to be competitive, um, you know, and ultimately with the two top, scoring teams getting in, there's only been one time in in three years because I know I went back and I looked and uh, I wanted to see if I was maybe saying maybe we should just do one big division and make it the top six teams, whatever. Um, only one team ended up getting, I guess, did they really get screwed? I mean, they wouldn't have won. Uh, so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Um, but one team missed the playoffs with having – you know, like a better record or whatever. I mean, hey, you know, still got to score the points.
2: I've been in leagues where I was the high point scorer and went 0-6 or 0-7 to start the season. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I just scored 241 points this week. I lost 248 to 241, and the same thing happened the last three weeks in a row. I'm like, I, I can't, this is terrible. And you know, it's there's nothing more frustrating than full well knowing that you have the best team in the league, and you're just getting, you're getting hammered every week by some Jamoke who didn't have, you know, he has got, Sam Darnold had an awesome week. He ran for a 90-yard touchdown and something else. And you, you know, somebody got hurt, and Kareem Hunt just scored five touchdowns. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and it happens against the same people every week. There's nothing right, worse than that. Right. So at least you get rewarded for the points on that kind of situation. But
1: for sure, for sure, for sure. yeah, <sighs> I, I definitely think that makes sense. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, switching gears a little bit here. Uh, I know everybody's kind of talking about free agency right now. That's the hot topic. It's hard not to talk about it. So I do want to touch on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, is, is there anybody that stands out to you? Um, you know, somebody that was signed, somebody that wasn't signed, maybe went back to a team, um, maybe affected somebody else on a team by signing there, you know, whatever. Um, but any scenario, any player that jumps out to you that's like – that has a ripple effect for you um, in the fantasy, you know, in your strategy going forward this year.
2: I like uh, the what the Washington football team did. Uh, I own Fitzpatrick in a bunch of leagues, and I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do with this guy this year? He's going to be done for. He's he's being that uh, – he's been the – what do you call it? The bridge quarterback for a bunch of teams. And I, he'll probably be the bridge quarterback here. I'm sure they're going to draft somebody or bring somebody else in. It's not going to be Tyler Heineke, but – um, you know, dr- but that Curtis Samuel uh, on the team also, I, I pretty much own Antonio Gibson in almost every league. And, and and I was listening to CBS guys talk about how they expect Gibson and, you know, possibly McKissick to be like either a, fl- either a slot receiver or just a, a second running back coming for passing downs. Just where each of them guys are going to get like 50 receptions also out of the backfield. Curtis Samuel might see a little bit of stuff being a, a, such a versatile player, but I love that. Fitzpatrick is going to be uh, at least for probably half the season anyway. Somebody that um, that landed in a great spot where I can use him in the future. And, and Curtis Samuel, he was he had value before, but I you know I I just feel like he is he sustained his value anyway. I'm not really sure how much of a I, he improved a little bit, but I, you know it's just somebody I'm happy that they landed somewhere with a with a Yolo quarterback that's going to get the ball to him and everybody else on the team. So. That's that's my biggest take on free agency as far as that goes. The Jets are the other team. I think everybody uh, can see what the actual Jets. I don't know what who, what happened or they got rid of the front office or whatever. They actually doing things right for a change. But uh, I hope they see. He, I hope they keep San Donald. I own it. He's another guy that I own. In, like every league, it's like my number four, five, or six quarterback, and it'd be great if uh, he pans out. If they keep him, draft Penny Sewell at number three or number two, and then you know they got Corey Davis and Denzel Mims. Uh, you know you never know something might happen with Chris Herndon if they don't draft a tight end but i think they're probably going to go after uh, Kyle Pitts but i mean um they might who uh, j- if they trade back they'll probably go after get, get Kyle Pitts or something with uh number 7 and just keep Darnold. yeah but yeah, we'll see, see we'll, we'll see what happens cuz atlanta's trying to move up i think and so is uh carolina so you never know what the, where they're they're going to end up at but um those those two teams i think did the most uh, for their own NFL purposes anyway and for most people's fantasy teams Corey Davis, you know, and Curtis Samuel. So
1: yeah, um I'm I'm definitely I'm with you on uh Fitzpatrick. I think that's amazing. And uh fun fact about Ryan Fitzpatrick, I was at his first NFL start and uh interestingly enough it was against the Washington football team. Do you know which team it was for Buffalo? Nope. Uh, it was actually in St. Louis and it was, um, I don't remember. I went down there twice. So my, one of my best friends growing up is was a Washington fan and he went to university of Illinois. So I would drive down to Champaign and then St. Louis was only a few more hours away. So we had went down, um, on like a Christmas Eve or something. And that, so I don't remember if it was that game that he started or the other game that we went to, uh, which was the year, after and Ryan Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback because I think it was Mark Bulger that got hurt and uh Fitz comes in and this guy all they're talking about is like oh he's from Harvard he's so smart and all this yeah. stuff you know and uh we're like okay yeah this guy can't I don't know man <laughs> you know and we're like this guy's probably not gonna make it <laughs> you know and then here we are like what 15 years later um maybe I remember longer. that talk might be Yeah, at least 15 years later. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, I I will say about Curtis Samuel. um, So, he was with this coaching staff in Mm. Carolina. So, they're familiar with him, right? So, you would think, okay, that makes sense. He's going to go to somewhere he's familiar. But, like, they misused him completely. They were trying to make him, like, Deshaun Jackson or something. Like, he was, like, a deep threat, and that's not his skill set. Like, he's... I mean, I don't think he was good in college. I don't like him at all as a player. So, I mean, to me, I didn't, I didn't think. I, I mean, I, I figured that's all he would be anyway because he's not good. Um, but clearly, I think last year he showed that he ha, he, he can um, make a difference and he can be an impact player. So, I'll, I'll be curious to see if the staff learned from their time together previously, and you know doesn't misuse them. But at this point, I'm not sure that you can considering they don't really have any other weapons. So, uh, you know, that any way they use them is probably going to be productive uh, from a fantasy standpoint, just getting the man touches will probably uh, make a difference. So it, I, I, in a way, like even, even disagreeing, I kind of agree, um, you know, just from that standpoint. But, um, you know, what I think actually is kind of a a weird one. Maybe uh, not somebody you'd think of right away is Kenny Galladay. Um, So he's going into the Giants organization and they're, they're putting together the weapons. So remember who their offensive coordinator is, right? And remember what he likes to do is he likes to have that X receiver. He likes to have a tight end and he likes to have a running back that can handle the rushing load and catch out of the backfield so they are surrounding daniel jones with the weapons to figure out like is this guy is he it or is he not like we're gonna find out now he's got a legit x a legit tight end and And
2: john ross baby and john ross
1: (laughs) so yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean i and that signing makes no sense They already have slayton so what do they need ross like i don't
2: i don't get it ross but. had a good a good rookie season I, I think that maybe just injuries and maybe he pissed off the coaching staff in, in cincinnati or something but you know if he did really good his rookie season and then he got hurt and then he was kind of like i don't know if he just wasn't working hard enough or he was mouthing back to the coaches or whatever the deal may be but i think he's a talented kid maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere who knows but you know he's a for a big dude like for Galladay to go up and get the, all the contested catches and you know be a, a, you know, a powerful force, you know at least at least John Ross is going to spread it. You know keep the safety back. You know outrun, just get open every once in a while and in, 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 uh, in some kind of broken down coverage plays. You know I, I like Ross as far as that goes. Guy runs like a four two four forty or something like that. I mean he's going to get open, but he's still like twenty four years old, so.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, they they have the weapons now. He's gonna maybe. I, here's what I see for him is maybe like a, a Patrick Creighton role. If you remember him from back in the day on Dallas, that that was the guy that he he played the Z. He was opposite uh, T.O. He was opposite Dez, I believe, for a year or two, um, and he was kind of that field stretcher, big play. They throw him some screens, um, and you know, and that that freed up uh, the double teams from you know whether it was TO or whether it was Dez at the X and then they had the tight end with Witten and now you know here's Evan Ingram going into year 5 if he could maybe catch the ball that would be nice uh, he's going to get a lot of targets and then if Barkley's healthy I mean we're going to really find out here on Daniel Jones whether he's it or not so I'm I'm uh I'm I'm certainly not sold on him but I think he's he's a guy that you can buy pretty cheap compared to you know just about any other there's such a divide right now between those those top tier guys and then kind of the rest so if you're going to take a shot on somebody why not someone who's going to be in a proven offense i mean we know garrett's a horrible head coach but he has proven to be a a decent offensive coordinator over the years so um he's got that going for him plus the weapons so hey i'm saying daniel jones possibly a buy low
2: poor Evan Ingram. Like I, I just, that guy, you know, I, I, I watched some of the games and yes, he drops and passes, but there was ones like he was outstretched fingertips out as much as possible. And the ball just like barely hit off the end of his fingertips. And then he like dropped one, like really important, like fourth and 12 pass. It was right in his hands. You know, that's the poor guy. He was on national TV. I think it was Monday night football. And he dropped that one and the whole world got to see it. And they're like, dad, that guy can't yeah. catch, you know? He's yeah. a good player, but you know, it's you gotta make those catches. You're getting paid the big money and it's especially on a fourth down when you're the go to guy in that offense, you gotta be you gotta be the man, you know. It's or else it's next man up if you can't make them plays. So I get it.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> sometimes, sometimes perception is reality, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I like Ingram. I'm an Ingram guy. I have a lot of shares. So, I mean, I'm really hoping that he, he does take the next step here, but, um, I mean, Hey, they gave him the fifth year option. So, you know, yeah. you shall see, but yeah, interestingly enough that, uh, Daniel Jones might be, a. A guy that I'll be buying some shares of because that's probably not what I would have thought a couple months ago. <laughs> I
2: I love Daniel Jones. I've, I've he's one of those guys that are definitely in the same. I'm not going to say the same tier, but I'll, I'll I'll take him along with you know like I have Jared Goff kind of in the same area where Jay, Goff is super undervalued right now. Like oh he's terrible. McVay couldn't stand him. He couldn't run the offense. Okay, that's fine. I'll take him. You know, Kirk Cousins is another guy, but he's bad mouthed. And what, what what does Kirk Cousins do bad besides? be accurate and throw the ball to to, you know good receivers I'm I'm not really sure why that's such a big deal like Matt Ryan I'll go get Matt Ryan if you don't want him Tom Brady I know he's older
1: Smith hell yeah
2: yeah well I mean that's that's I that's craziness why people are just kind of dumping this guy these guys off and and Sam Darnold I'm even willing to take a chance on him right now roll dice hey I'm taking Sam Darnold if they do take an offensive lineman or trade back and take somebody a different receiver or a different skill position player, which will probably be an offensive lineman. I, that's what they need the most. But uh, I'm I'm more than happy to. You know, Donald's going to be. He'll get one more chance to prove himself, and then, you know, him and you know, there's a, all the quarterbacks we just mentioned. They're they're kind of like I'm like this is the last chance to you. But you know, hey, they're, they're going to get their shot. You might as well buy them now if they're if people are scared to keep them on the roster.
1: Hey, if Josh Allen can become what he became,
2: anything is possible. You uh, ever get that right <laughs> <in> my face?
1: <laughs> I mean, that was that was unprecedented what yeah, he did. Yeah. Honestly, it was great. So, I mean, it's I, what what are you going to do? Uh, I'm gonna I had a few shares of him, honestly. Like Dak, I was I was buying because I was like, whatever, I'll you know I'll figure it out. I I will go in for him. But Allen was a total. I mean, dude, you got Justin Jefferson out of it. So yeah. It's not like it was a total loss.
2: No, oh, I get it. I get it. And I got, and I sold uh middle of last year when Allen was doing pretty well. I, um, I'm like, I sold him in a different league. The only other league I sold Josh Allen for, I only have him in one more league, but I sold him for, uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, uh, uh Calvin Ridley and, um, something else I forgot. But I, I got tons of return on him. So yeah, wow. that, that's great. It is what it is. And I already had decent quarterbacks. I already had like, you know, guys who were, I had Ryan and Tannehill's and Baker Mayfield's and stuff like that. Just kind of not top tier quarterbacks, but guys who can just get you points every week. So all I'm looking for is 20 to 24 points for my quarterback every week. And we'll call it a day. And I don't need to have like, the highest score every week. As long as there's somebody who can just manage and get me 24, 25 points every week, I'm in. So yeah
1: yeah no I that's uh and and Rocky would be right there with you because that's that's definitely his strategy for sure so I'm
2: more Rocky than I am John Hog that by yeah, far yeah yeah so.
1: right right exactly <laughs> yeah no I'm I'm the other way give me the quarterbacks and I'll figure everything else out um uh, but yeah uh man how about uh let me ask you about a guy um uh, there was a there was a big signing I believe yesterday um quarterback Joe Flacco so, what do you think about Jalen Hurts?
2: I don't like Jalen Hurts, and I think I don't think Joe Flacco's the answer either. I still I don't know what I, I thought for sure that at some point in time um, Philadelphia was going to just take a quarterback in this draft. I had never that 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 Joe Flacco out of left field kind of thing threw me through a loop. I didn't know what was going on, what they're even – why would you have a a guy who threw the ball 87 times – inaccurately 87 times a game be a mentor for a kid that's inaccurate now? I don't really get the whole – that whole situation. I think Hurts is more of a – I don't want to – you know, before he used to say, like, oh, he's more of an athlete than a football player or a, more of an athlete than a than a quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I see Hurts is kind of talented, but he's got a lot of work to do, and we only had a sample size of him right now, so I don't want to judge the kid, you know, as far as that goes. But it, obviously, his running ability is what kind of makes him fantasy relevant, but us being fantasy players is not the same as the NFL team looking to win games and win championships. You know, they, they have to win games, but... You see Lamar Jackson, as soon as people figure out these offenses with a running quarterback and how to just everybody has the responsibilities. Lamar Jackson's not getting the holes anymore. The, the things are getting you know, people know what's going on. They can read the offense after a year you they're not fooling anybody anymore. Um so I, I I like I like Hertz, but I honestly think that in this kind of in the league in the in the NFL, you have to constantly Always have that second gun holstered. You always have to go after a young quarterback, a replacement quarterback, A, for injury, and B, for just kind of if you're not sure about Hurts right now, you better make sure you have something for the future to work with. If you know, don't you can't just roll the dice and say, hey, this kid, we're not sure about him, but if he fails, he fails. You can't do that in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I was really shocked considering Flacco was meeting with like San Fran and some other teams, and it seems like he would have a better chance to start in San Fran knowing that. Um, I mean, Jimmy G has never played 16 games. So, I mean, I I would just think like if Flacco wanted to actually start somewhere or, you know, if he's going down the mentorship path, which I don't from everything I know about him, I don't really think that's his personality. Um, and maybe he's adjusted now he's older, you know, I get it. Um, so if he can make some money and, and hang around, I believe he's from the Philly area. So I think that could make sense too, um. That team but, is
2: set up with awesome. I mean, it's San Fran's kind of like a dream team where I, I want Sam Donald to go to San Fran because, yeah, there, there is like just these tough, you know, it's 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 Kittle, it's it's two awesome receivers that just they get the ball and they beat people up, you know, that's they they get open, they, the yards that they're catching those guys is is across the board is fantastic, Unbelievable. yeah. So you get Debo, he's like, a, he's. I mean, they're like boxers. You know, yeah. it, it, it's Brandon Iu, and Debo Samuel. They, they catch the ball and they just beat the hell out of people and get and they just create <laughs> yards. Kittle's the same way. It's like they just have that tough mentality. So get a, a quarterback who could just take the one, two, three-step drop, just get it accurately to these guys and let them do their work. It's, it's a great place for a, a quarterback not called Joe Flacco. So.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I, I guess it, it comes down to um, to me – what I'm reading into it is if you're signing Flacco, you're not drafting a quarterback, you know, because Ugh. you're not gonna have Hertz and a rookie and Flacco. Like that just doesn't I, I don't I don't get that. But also Flacco and Hertz aren't running the same offense. So, you know, typically don't you want your backup to have a similar offense? You know, why did the Bills sign Trubisky? Not because they thought he was super talented or amazing, as we both know, living here in Illinois. Um, but the guy has experience and he could step in for Josh Allen for a game or two and run the same system. They don't have to change anything. So, why would you sign a guy like Joe Flacco when you I don't have know the total
2: guaranteed money they have? They gave Joe Flacco. That's only like gave, five mil. I mean, in a, in a, in a year Flacco with salary money. cap, well, in a year with salary cap is so important. I get that, you know, that's you can't just throw money away, waste you. you're saying that if they spend five million dollars, you're probably going to keep them on the roster. But if it's five million, like it's five million guaranteed. That's the only thing I would think of. It's if it's five million guaranteed, that's that's backup money, but it's still a piece, pretty decent hit out of a out of a total one hundred sixty player, um, you know, one hundred sixty dollars, uh, three and a half guaranteed, one year, cuttable.
1: one year, four mil, three and a half guaranteed.
2: That's that's still cuttable if you if you draft the quarterback in the draft and you say, hey, you know, it's we're gonna go hurts, uh, you know, we're gonna lose this three and a half million. It's not the underworld. But if we don't draft the quarterback, at least we have Joe Flacco to sit here and not. We're presuming that he's never going to play. We're hoping that he's never going to be on the field. But it's Plan B just in case something happens to Hurts because you're Hurts at, at this situation where we you're talking about with Flacco. Flacco's not going on the field unless Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Right. You know, so that's that's the only. thing. Even though he doesn't fit the system, it's like okay, we know next year Hurts is not the answer. He wasn't that good. He got hurt. We're Flacco's not the answer. We're drafting the quarterbacks in year, next year and starting from scratch. Yeah. So but, right. but well, yeah. if something that falls is... to them in a draft, like so they're like holy
1: it doesn't preclude preclude them from taking someone.
2: No. It's not seventeen million dollars or something like that. Ridiculous. Right,
1: right, right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's that's a fair point for sure. I mean, I'll be curious, uh, you know, what Rocky has to say about that living in the Philly area and being a fan of the team, but holy um, cow,
2: these Philly fans, like I, they, I think they, uh, they're
1: delusional. <laughs>
2: I mean, we're Bears. I'm a Dolphins fan, so when the when the Bears cut Wilbur Marshall way back in the day, he was my favorite player. I'm like, this team is garbage. I'm not. I can't root for these guys. He was my favorite player, number fifty eight. Singletary had the eyes. Otis Wilson was the hawk. You had awesome defensive lineman in front of you. You had Dent, McMichael, Perry. Single. uh, uh, I forgot who the other guy was, but um, it was. uh, He was by far the best linebacker on the team. And when they let him go to Washington, I'm like, this is. Such BS! You he's the best <laughs> player on the team. How do you? This one, like, and when when free agency kind of just started, it was the infancy of infancy of free agency. And I'm like, you cheaped out. And the, ever since then, I'm like, I look back. Ever, I'm I'm so glad I got to experience the '85 seasons, but I'm so glad I walked away after it, and I haven't been in this misery ever since then. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphins haven't won anything, but at the same time, they're always throwing money at free agents. They're always going after the, you know, the the players that are the Ricky Williams or the Irving Friars or the, you know, whoever's available. They'll throw money at minus last couple of years. They said, Hey, this being number 14 to 17 every year, being in the middle is not the way to go. We're going to start from scratch and just um, do the tank thing. And it's working out great. I love Brian. I love Brian Flores. I love the defense. I love the cornerbacks. They, if they can get a, get a couple linebackers in the draft this year, it'd be great. Especially, I, I'm hoping they get Nigel Harris at their second pick. They got the number 103, which is the Texans, which I hope they get. If, if the Jets don't take Penny Sewell, I hope the Dolphins do at number three. And then, you know, you can get – there's 100 million receivers all over this draft. You yeah. don't need to get a receiver. Take Penny Sewell at number three. Take Naja Harris at number – you know, I think it's number nine, or 23 or something like that, the Dolphins' next pick, or 19 or 23. Get that stud running back. And then on the way back next round, you know, you got two. You got, they have two second round picks, too. Get two receivers in a second round if that's who you want. One linebacker, one receiver. You know, I mean, you don't have to base the whole draft around receivers, but to pick a receiver at 103 I think is a waste of a pick for an NFL team, especially there's still free agents that are, that are good around this league that are on, you know, sitting out there waiting to get picked right now.
1: I mean, that's the thing is when you have all this talent coming in and we look at these last few draft classes and we go, man, these receivers are not only talented they're producing right away and so what happens is that means veterans get pushed out and so now you're signing guys you know a lot cheaper or you're able to tag them or you're getting them on these one-year deals um which i think is what they did with will fuller i believe Um, yes it is so you know they got him uh and i feel like tua didn't really get a fair shot last year um and I, i heard it kind of an interesting take on him uh really was from uh, a story from drew Brees that credited all his basically his success to Marty Schottenheimer uh, when Brees was a young quarterback and you know, they wanted to win games and Marty would say, listen, Drew, you're still my guy, but, I'm pulling you right now and, you know, just let's, let's watch and learn and and we're going to work on this and, but you're still my guy and Flores kind of did the same thing. Right. Um, He said, listen, I got Fitzpatrick here. I can, I can go win a game. We're in the playoff hunt. Like why, why are we, you know, working with the young guy? Like he'll, he'll have plenty, he'll have his time. So, you know, let's see what we can do. And you kind of got to appreciate that. Um, You know, and then there's the other, side of it. it's like oh you can't oh you're gonna ruin the guy's confidence what I, dude this guy stepped in as a freshman the national championship game and was just slinging lasers and just uh, yeah i mean <laughs> his confidence is fine so just give the man some weapons and and let him roll although they did change uh, offenses now for the third mm-hmm. year in a row so um you know i think that'll be interesting to see how they go about that
2: yeah, they're Jay Cutler and a poor guy. You know, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You gotta. I mean, Tua said that he was expecting the NFL to be so much faster. Like he was like, oh, you know, he was so nervous that that things were going to just hit him so fast. And he's like, man, after a year, I should have just slowed down and and watched for the open receiver instead of rushing things and trying to get rid of the ball too fast or you know, trying to hit you know, trying to get guys that open because when at Alabama. He, I mean, the t- the receivers you got. The offensive line is the best. It's probably better than three quarters of the NFL offensive lines. You you have your receivers. Your running backs are phenomenal. You're throwing to these guys who, I mean, literally when you watch these games at Alabama, these guys are like 15 yards past the other team's DBs. It's like, how do you not miss it? You know, the guy's got to slow down. It's like watching Waterboy. You ever see the play where they're like, oh, he picks it up and then he runs again <laughs> he drops it again? His it, it, the t- Alabama teams are so much better than the competition. And then he comes to the NFL with just where everybody's. Everybody is Alabama players, you know that that's kind of the thing. And uh, he's, I think he's going to take a big step forward. Maybe not a huge step, but I expect him to be on a gradual uptick and become a better quarterback as years go on. I'm, I give him a chance. I don't want to see my team fail. I don't want to see two fail. I, I want to see. And, I, and I, Brian Flores is a great coach. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to better, bigger, and better things. I, I'm just hoping they do get hit on a decent receiver. And they get, you know, they got guys. They got they got a handful of guys on their team that are you know skill position players that you know, that Gaskin will be okay out of the backfield, yet Will Fuller, uh, Parker's okay. And then, you know, Lynn Bowden is somebody that, Yeah. I mean, he was drafted high. He was somebody that was, I mean, decent anyway.
1: Yeah, third round. Yeah.
2: I, that's, I think he's got some talent, you know, at least, at least a third, I a, a fill-in player anyway. So I, we'll see what happens. One more stud, if they can break up one more like stud in round two, that really makes a difference. This team can go places.
1: Man, I'd love to see like a Rashad Bateman somebody like that there i you know i mean really any of those guys there's so many receivers uh this year that i like but yeah i think uh i think they will take one and hopefully like you said not early because i don't i don't believe in that either um you know you take take your quarterbacks take your left tackles um, you know, you take those guys early, but I don't want to take a wide receiver that high. And honestly, no. they're just destined to fail at that point. Cause there's just too much pressure when you're co- being compared with, you know, <laughs> Oh, yeah. you went right after Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what, you know, what are you going to do really? So, um, uh, you know, I think a couple of those guys could handle it for sure. Um, uh, it'd be cool to see him reunited with either Harris or Devontae Smith. That would be pretty cool. I think, uh, Alabama East there, but, um, You know regardless I think it'll be a fun draft probably a lot more fun than this free agency was I honestly thought this free agency was pretty boring Uh, but I mean we kind of knew that because of the cap issues and whatnot we knew it wasn't going to be crazy Um, I just feel like a lot of guys re-signed and it was boring like Juju re-signed boring Carson re-signed boring like you know, like go somewhere, mix it up. Like, let's see Aaron Jones resign boring, you know, like, come on. Like, let's, let's do something, you know,
2: as, as this started out when they said there could be like 18 quarterback changes and then these guys are all, everybody's going to, it's going to be a bloodbath on free agency day. And everybody's getting cut. I'm like, yes, this is like a fantasy football player's dream season. Right. And then nothing happened. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. It's brutal. like going on a blind date with somebody's sister or something, you know, I was like, what the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we pretty much covered what we want to talk about there in free agency. There's a lot of other podcasts you can listen to that about. I mean, I just want to get some of our thoughts out there on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got a little bit of time left. So, um, you know, if if there's anything you have uh, coming up that you want to talk about, um, anything on your mind for sure. And then I definitely want to touch a little bit on, on this local league. And uh, oh, I, know, I know we already did early. Um, uh, but I, I'm very, uh, I'm very curious to, to get into this. So tell me, so let's, let's give, let's give the listeners a little insight on like, um, you know, what, what this league looks like and how many years in and, uh, how many of the original players and things like that. Okay. Um,
2: so I, I tell everybody all the time, first of all, if you want to join a local league and you you really don't, you know, some people are transplants, they come from different states because of work or they're, you know, they're, you know, they had to move because their wife got a job or, you know, the deal, whatever the deal may be, just wherever you grew up at, all your friends moved away or, you know, you got old like me. I'm old. I'm like 45. So it, my life's over already, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you're on Twitter, make sure you put your location on Twitter. That's how I found this is my fifth year in a row. I'm starting a local league with people. Like, I I I just, people so cool. like you. And people. I mean, I, I as I go through some of these leagues I'm in, like um, Ryan Livergood from the Dynasty Joes, Kyle F- Kyle Fellas um, uh, from F- was uh, SmackDown, um, Kyle. Geez, I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he's gonna punch me in the face when I see him with the draft. Uh, <laughs> Kyle August. Yeah. Uh, P Win Dynasty, you know him. He's the yep. biggest the biggest trader in the league. Uh yeah. <laughs> Steven, Steven Johnson does a Bear front podcast. He's yeah. he's on a couple new ones too. Um, you know, there's every league I'm in has probably at least four or five guys that do podcasts or write, or some are just fans, you know, guys who just show up, fans. John John Helmkamp's in my new league I started this week. Uh d- um, Nick's, uh, Nick's script from uh, play to win dynasties and my new startup league. These are all guys that in conversations on Twitter, it said, Illinois, USA, you know, or Plainfield or Chicago or something around me. And I said, Hey, I'm starting a new league this year. Every year I, I look for somebody and I'll send them a message. Hey, you want, I probably ask about 20 people, 30 people. You know, some people say, no, I'm on enough leagues sure. already. Or sure. I'm, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm overwriter now. I don't want to do leagues. I don't want to do anything. Uh, but some people are like, yeah, sure. I mean, so that's, uh, put your, if you want to be in a, in a league, just look around Twitter, see, Hey, people in your, you know, if you live in Minnesota or Hawaii or whatever, look for somebody that's, that talks to you or j- look on like a local, like, you know, if, let's just say you're living in Tennessee, look on a Tennessee Titans, like kind of comment page and look for someone to go on their timeline. you know, on their thing. You got to creep a little bit, you know, you got to be kind of a weirdo and, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you go on there and say fantasy football enthusiast. I'm in ten leagues. I'm the champion of some of the biggest dorks league, whatever you know. So yeah, those I guys mean. you know are in fantasy football. So you send them an in the inbox. Say, Hey, I live in uh, you know I live in Plainfield, Illinois. Any interest in joining the local league? So that's how I started all these leagues.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
2: And then uh, yeah, or I've listened to podcasts and find out where people are at. So anyway, I put these things together, and it's like you weren't here for the marathon. Literally, I had this this book of rules and it's it's 17 or i think it's 19 articles now of all it's you know that it's it's the every every individual bylaw had to be voted on every every bylaw from so when we talk about these bylaws everybody has to look at it and i had to put a poll up and say okay is is it okay with everybody this is what uh this is what we're doing It's definitions first, make sure everybody is on the same page with definitions and um, player management, anti-collusion stuff. If there's a taxi squad, what taxi squad rule will be, how an IR works, free agency, how fab budget is, the roster sizes, any kind of expansion in the future, uh, volunteer withdrawal or termination stuff, league fees, transactions, conference alignments, you know, the draft rules or draft draft order determination for every year. Um commissioner stuff, any kind of schedules, playoffs, playoff tie breaking. I'm just kind of going over my rule book, right? Division of the yeah, pot, wow. who gets what money. So we set it up where if you win your division, you get four percent of the pot. If you win, if you win a first round buy, you get four percent of the pot. And then whatever's left over after all four people get 4%, all four division winners get 4% and the first round by players, the two teams get the first round by also get an extra 4%. And then whatever's left over after that, 70% goes to first place, 25% goes to second place, and then last 5% goes to third place. So, you know, people get, there's not too many payouts. So if you win, you actually win some money, not like. Every score change, or every whoever got the highest points this week gets ten bucks. Like, I'd rather have it if you win, you get the most amount of money. So, and then uh, tie-breaking procedures, and uh, you know, all kind of that. Uh, then the scoring is something we have to work on. I don't like the scoring in some of my leagues because some people don't like. Like Kyle August does not. He's one of those guys who's like a non PPR guy, and I'm like, how do you oh. not play PPR anymore? Some people yeah. didn't want to do some people are not like in the super flex. I I was in, I've been in two quarterback leagues for like 15 years. We we I grew wow. up playing two quarterback leagues. So when, now when we're talking about super flex, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. Because before, even if you had Ryan Tannehill and Sam Darnold, if one of those goes if one of those guys go down and you need a quarterback, like you're paying Saquon Barkley for a quarterback in a two quarterback league. Yeah, you, I mean it is what it is, you're done because yeah. otherwise, otherwise you get getting a zero every week. So right. you're never gonna win. So it's like, oh, you know, but now the super flex, as long as you have one good quarterback, you can live, you know, it even like, even like, yeah, like a Tannehill, uh, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield. those guys are just sure, middle sure. of the road guys. There's a hundred million, I think quarterback, like one to five, one to five, one to seven, some one to six, something like that, or yeah. top to top tier to guys. And then from like six or seven, all the way to like 19, any of those guys are interchangeable, you know, don't pay too much for them. You know, it is what it is, but, um, that's so we do. If it's all my leagues now are they've transitioned to super flex, so it's a little bit easier as far as uh, quote uh, better than a two quarterback league, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a couple flex, two flexes, and then a super flex position with a with a twenty five man bench or a twenty. I think it's like twenty, yeah, twenty a man bench, so it's uh everything's voted on one thing at a time and we just come up with whatever everybody likes sometimes it's a painful process it's you know five to four or it's you know seven to six you know or or whatever it is six to five and the last guy's vote determines what's going to happen and we're like oh no but it's it literally took about two and a half months to go through the, the rule book last time because we had to, yeah, okay this is what's going to change i'd rewrite it and we'd have to vote again and. And then as soon as you get the book, it's like, all right, everybody finalized? Yes, good. We finally vote on it. And then we have to do a, uh, our original draft date. So I got it down to a science now where I could do in person a 25-man. Actually, the last one, because of COVID, we didn't have time for a rookie draft. So I did a 30-man, 12-team, 30-man in-person draft where I, I had one of my neighbor kids you know, he's 20 to 24 years old. I, I fed him beer and food, and I gave him a laptop, and he just uh, – he sat and inputted all the names on Sleeper. I paid one of my other buddies who does, who knows fantasy. He doesn't want to be in Dynasty, but he knows football players. Every time somebody barked out a name, he'd go up there put the sticker on the board. So I was across the board. So people could visually see the board or look on the website when That's things were amazing. getting imported. So I got it down to about four hours and ten minutes what, what it was. Actually, I bet – a fifth round draft pick that it would get under four hours. And these guys were all, when it got, <laughs> when it got down to the end, they were dragging her feet on purpose, just uh, uh, sticking yeah. up my ass on uh <laughs> on my fifth round pick. So yeah, four hours into it. I mean, some people, and then I had a rookie draft in my backyard. I think it was last year or two years ago. And it was a five round rookie draft. And it took like three and a half hours. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, <laughs> you, you were part of that one. Yeah, you were on the phone. We're trying to get, where the hell yeah, is you yeah, yeah. at? But everybody that wasn't there they couldn't i think there was four people who couldn't make it and they're like we're texting them oh give me a minute give me a minute that took almost as long as a real 30-round draft i'm like 30-round startup we're like uh uh-uh, from now on it's got three minutes and if you don't have your guy in that's it you're getting you're getting joey Butafuko, whoever's next on the board you know
1: <laughs> oh my god that is amazing yeah the whole the whole local aspect to me was was like my, I mean, it's, it seems so simple, but like, I don't know, dude, I'm in, I'm in 40 plus leagues and I am not in any other league like this. So like, that's what was so cool when you reached out and you're like, yo, you're from Illinois. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, oh, you want to join a league with other people from Illinois? I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, damn, that's That's freaking cool. What you guys meet up. Oh, this is amazing. You know, and then I'm finding out one dude lives like 20 minutes from me another guy, he, he lives just South of me. And we're talking about golfing at the same courses and all that. And I'm like, and like, you immediately have like camaraderie with people. Right. So like, that's what makes it super cool. And like, um, you know, probably I I would guess that these leagues will be, you know, I mean, successful, you can determine one way or another, but you know, to say that they're, you know, have some longevity and, um, most of the people stick around and things like that. I mean, I could definitely see it like it it is, it is a a different, um, it's different to be like, listen, dude, you better respond to my trade offer. I'm showing up at your house, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's just cool and fun and weird, but at the same time, you know, whatever, like it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So I, I love the local aspect of it. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited that, that I got a chance to be in there. So that's, that's pretty cool, man. I don't, I don't know. Like it's again, it seems so simple, but you're just like, yeah, I'll just look for people around me and start a league. And then turns out you have a whole bunch now that's, that's mind blowing.
2: It is fun. I like, I, I listen to Ryan McDowell and he has this, like, you know, all these leagues that he just paints with, uh, this awesome fantasy paintbrush that you know, all these rules and the kitchen sink <laughs> stuff. And it's like, man, it is cool, but. It's it, it kind of when you have the average of what everybody wants and nobody wants years of service, and nobody wants contracts and nobody wants all that or stuff like that. It does. It keeps the simplistic. And the best thing about it is I'm in a bunch of leagues that almost have the same rules. And because we go through sure. these rules because we have to approve every article for a month and a half span in every league, everyone knows the rules. That's yeah. the good thing about it. When you're a commissioner, sometimes and join the online league. I'm like, okay, guys, I'll send you the rules. And then we're going to start drafting in a week and a half. And nobody's like right. in the middle of draft. Like you didn't tell me it was super or I didn't know it was PPR. These guys are telling me, you know, like, hey, it says here that, uh, you know, in article 7-4.2, it says you can't trade on you know, Sunday afternoon after the sun's <laughs> up, you know, like they know the rules. Everybody <laughs> right, knows the rules. Right. So it's awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, that, it, that is, it, that is pretty cool.
2: It's like having 11 other commissioners on there that are, you know, waiting to call you out every time you do something wrong. Accountability.
1: Accountability. Yeah. yeah and and sure. it's nice.
2: Yeah. It is nice. Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah. It's, um, Everything just kind of comes together. Was, you wouldn't believe the intimidation factor when people are like, we're going to do it live in person. What do I do? How do I, what's, what am I supposed to do when I'm at a draft? Like <laughs> instead of just pressing enter and putting somebody in your queue, right. you actually go up there and put a sticker on the board. Like that's yeah. that's the difference. You know, it's just, it's cool. And everybody on the way back to your seat, they're like, oh my God, what a waste of a pick. What an idiot. <laughs> you know, like you're getting made fun of in person instead of getting out on a group chat. That's, that's the big difference. You know?
1: Uh, I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be so great.
2: But there's a lot more smack talk, and the, over a couple years, you know, the, the more and more you play, and the more and more you get to know each other, the smack gets worse. Like every other league, you know, like no doubt. So it's oh, you want to waste a draft pick? And you know, there's <laughs> there's a guy uh, in our league, Brian Farrell, and he yeah. has he's got like eight of the top. You know, I think next year he's got nine. I think of the top twelve picks in next year's draft. He's been rebuilding for a couple years, but uh, everybody's making fun of him all the time <laughs> because he got. Joe Burrow and Tua who didn't pan out last year and he took some other receiver that didn't pan out and it's like he had three first round picks and he sold a bunch of good players for these picks and they didn't pan out year one (laughs) so it's like this poor guy just you gotta wait a whole year while you're getting kicked in the face every week when you lose again (laughs) and again it's, it's hilarious. Yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> brutal. And then you got to go face these guys too. It's not just like, hey, I can just disappear from the chat. Like, no, man, we're going to see you real soon. <laughs> right. And
2: then you got Paul, like you have P-Win dying I don't know, yeah. on Twitter, yeah. P-Win. He sends these terrible trades all the time. and I, I'm going to hear about this from him. I'm sure I will, but he sends these awful, terrible trades. And then it's like you send him anything even that's close and he, Denies it right away. He says, "I wouldn't. Why would I accept that? It's terrible. You know, I wouldn't. I don't value him for anything like this. I don't value whatever." And then he sends you like a normal trade once in a while. You're like, "Holy shit! This is actually like normal." And you accept it. And like two days later, all of a sudden, he's got, you know, he's got uh, Kittle and and somebody else from your team, right. and you end up with a with a handful of rocks. You're like, "Well, how did he trick me into this shit? Like he he's got some magic spelled crazy Android giant beans or something that he's made me eat. And no doubt. took advantage of me. But he's a great trader. The guys." He's in a bunch of leagues. He wanted to be in trade addicts real bad. and uh, Yeah. You know, Russ does that awesome yep. situation where he – everything's just kind of – it's out of the blue, pick out 12 names and that, or tell 10 names, and that's who's in the league. So, it's all fair, but, but man, P. Win's talking a lot. He's really impatient. If you don't answer his trade in a day or so, you know, he gets, oh, come on. And that's the other thing, too. Everybody's in text messages, so you can't really hide right. from – you can't. I'm gonna think for a day or two. They're like, "Hey, let's go, man! Send a counter or <laughs> yeah, deny it. What's going on? You I, take, know. I know. I know. The terrible.
1: I know. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah lo- local leagues are good. They're bad. They have their you know advantages and disadvantages. You know, and then, but going up, having a couple beers, eating hamburger, make fun of each other. That's what it's all about. And I mean, definitely. I was not third. I ran thirteen leagues the last couple of years. I, I'm I'm out of redraft now. I'm cutting back to just dynasty this year because I'm starting another one. So I'll be in. I think it's six or seven now that I'll be in. That's it now. So, awesome. but seven, seven organizing seven startup drafts and and rule meetings and league parties. So it's fourteen parties a year plus getting together. Now that I'm. I'm 45. My kids are older. I think I was saying before. I have a 25 year old. I have a uh, I have a 19. I have a 20 year old, an 18 to 17 year old. The boys are the older ones. The girls are the younger ones. So my kids are getting older. They're done with the kind of sports now, minus the girls in the cross and uh, basketball and tr- track and stuff. But, you know, my, my wife's like, "All right, we've been married for 20 years. Get get out of the house." You know, get away from me. <laughs> I want to do exactly. stuff with my girlfriends, get, get away, go find a hobby or something, loser, you know? So this is uh, <laughs> I go out and I watch Sunday afternoon football with the guys from leagues from all over my house, you know, that want to come out and meet somewhere. I'll Uber it or my own oh, three, three of my four kids drive. So they'll either drop me off and I'll Uber it home or they'll pick me up or I'll take them That's with awesome. me if I'm going out for an hour and I'll buy them a sandwich or something, you know? And. So it's nice. I'm taking advantage of this being old thing, you know. It's it's great. Oh well,
1: yeah, that's super cool. That that is that is really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's so unique honestly. Like I don't think I've ever taught, you know, outside of this league like I mean, I'm I'm sure now I'll hear more about it. You know, people would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm in a local dynasty league too." You know, but it's like it's it's just it's a whole nother level, and like it's it's super cool. So I,
2: f- I feel bad. Some people are like, you know, that's uh, I guess living in. I grew up in Chicago my whole life. I moved out in the suburbs just you know a little while ago, but not a little while ago. Shit, uh, huh? 18 years ago or something. I didn't move yeah. in the suburbs, <laughs> but I grew up. I grew up uh, with. You Know there's three million people around you when you, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. So, you know, went to Catholic schools, I uh, every every school, every I, I could imagine like being in some Porto town in Indiana where it's like the population right. is like 17 or something, you know, and like how do you it is what it is. You're you're doing online leads if that's the case, you know, it is, but True. there's always guys doing you know startup trash by me, so um. True but uh, I don't know. I feel like I talked enough about that. I don't know what <laughs> if I'm no, answering I questions. Love or... I,
1: I love it. I just, I think that's something different and it's definitely something I've never talked about on a podcast before. So I felt like, you know, it was, it was a cool thing to, to share and um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. So I guess uh, that, that leaves us a good spot to wrap it up here. Um, if you want to give out a Twitter handle, podcast, website, anything, anything you got, throw throw it out for the people.
2: I am at JF McGlynn or uh, John at John McGlynn 75. I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. So, and I still mess that up, but uh, at John McGlynn 75, I'm uh JD that kind of got me, uh, I asked JD one day, if he was looking for any help and he says, yeah, Hey, you know, come on by. And I wanted to start this thing called commissioner evaluation. And it's uh, like I talked about before, I just bring people on and we talk about them, what, you know, things they like about themselves. I ask them some personal questions that it's, it's more just, Laid back, laugh, have a good time. Uh, Tyler Justin Carb is going to be on when I get back from vacation. I've had you know, Stompy was on last week. Awesome. Uh, you know, like Bud Kyle, Kyle August, a couple other guys. One day when I'm when I know what I'm doing and I know how to figure out the stream yard thing and I actually have some good questions, I'll, I'll invite like Ryan McDowell or yeah, right. you know, people who are who I you know my the people who are, you know are a little bit you know on that awesome tier of fantasy football than the Mount Rushmore really right. of fantasy football. But you know, I appreciate being invited on here. I love talking fantasy football. You know, and I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast tonight. Thanks a lot, Scott. It's uh, great being part of this this show.
1: Yeah, thanks again, John, for being here, man. It's uh, super awesome to have this relationship with you and uh, now to finally get to do a podcast with you. So I appreciate you being here. And uh, so for me, I'm at Scott underscore Sidlow. And then we have, of course, um, Rocky and Dustin at Dynasty FF Addict at Dynasty Junkie FF. Uh, And you can follow the podcast, of course. Uh, In addition, please subscribe and follow the DAP network, Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. And we would love to get a rate and review from you guys. We're always looking for feedback. Um, really, we want to make shows for you. Um, you know, we do this because it's fun and we enjoy doing it. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, if you're going to listen to us, like let us know what you want to hear and, and uh, you know, we'll definitely bring it for the people. We are, uh, I'm a man of the people, as, as, as they say. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, we'll wrap it up here and uh,
2: junkies out. Peace out, junkies out.